Welcome to the last but not least session of this fabulous day. In this session, Anurag Rana, the sector head and senior equity research analyst of Bloomberg Intelligence, is looking ahead and predicts upcoming trends in the area of digitalization. Please feel free to ask questions during the session, which Anurag would enjoy to take into account in the course of his predictions. You by now know where the Q&A button is, so please use it. So no further explaining required. Anurag, we are delighted to have you here on the virtual stage of the Munich Digital Day 2022. The floor is yours. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, and it's, it's really a pleasure to be here. Uh, uh, thanks for having me. So my name is Anurag and I'm the uh, equity analyst at Bloomberg Intelligence and I cover large cap technology companies. Uh, part of the work that I do is to examine large cap uh, companies. And for me, um, a lot depends on what these companies are doing. So if we go back a couple of years ago, during the onset of the pandemic, we saw a massive spike in the use of technology, a massive shift of digitalization. And um, one of the comments, if I, if I remember uh, paraphrasing the CEO of Microsoft was, you know, you got a decade of uh, technology investments just accelerated in a period of a few months. So that's where we were, Our digital transformations just accelerated. Companies invested heavily in tools like Zoom, Shopify, um, everything that was dealt with front office, customer service, adding more security to the layer, getting more fulfillment networks. A lot of then, then you know, we moved on to one year and you're seeing the anniversary of it a little bit, about one and a half years or so. And now the comparisons are getting tough. Now you look at the other side of it, that people uh, are not buying as much of those software packages as they were. But that does not mean digital transformation is slowing down. It is just shifting towards more of the front office packages to the back office work. And even if comparisons are tough for this year, we are optimistic we are we we feel very confident that the the value that's offered by digital companies far supersede anything else that's out there and we should see a recovery to an, you know another strong year starting next year so with that let me start off with a, a, a recent survey that we did on technology spending and part of the survey was just to try to figure out what is the mindset of uh, companies right now. So the survey was about 3,000 uh, enterprise IT companies that are looking to spend more um, or, or looking to spend on IT spending. And um, you know, we saw a really a large portion of them, 85% of them said they plan to spend either same or more on IT uh, this year. Uh, and 72% of those says that would be increasing their spending said they plan to, to spend more than 9% of the, their compared to the year before. Now, one caveat is when we started the survey at that time, we were, um, the Ukraine invasion had just started and, um, you know, you had about 15 days for people to take that into picture uh, while these results were coming. Now, as since it's a quarterly survey and as we see new things coming in, we are expecting um, uh, some kind of a slowdown in the expectations going forward. And I'm going to talk about that in a little bit as well. But, but let me actually give you the key takeaways of our survey. And the answer for us was the survey is very much in line with what we are looking at in terms of overall uh, IT spending. So if we were to talk about it and say, 
people are still going to invest. In fact, most of them are going to invest heavily uh, right now. Now, within that pool, 64% of the respondents said that they plan to increase their investments in AWS uh, going forward. Now, this is a very good number because um, you know one of the things we have, have seen is cloud investments are a very big deal right now. Now, within that, there are three large players. We have AWS, we have Microsoft Azure, and we have GCP or Google, Google Cloud Platform. And within that, you would see, you know, the, the thing that was surprising to us was within cloud infrastructure, AWS has a, has a complete dominance right now. Even then, companies will be willing to spend more with AWS compared to the other two platforms. But that does not mean that the other two platforms are not going to show growth. In fact, both the other platforms are growing faster. Um, we think these three companies will continue to take market share because over the years, they have invested very heavily in data centers and security. Security becomes the forefront for any cloud infrastructure. We think this is one of the key drivers which will force companies to go out and invest more in cloud infrastructure because it's far more secure than the on-premise architecture of almost every company that's out there. At any given time, these companies are investing billions of dollars to protect their platform. Now, that does not mean that they are, you know, that they can't be hacked. I think, you know, I'm sure one of these days we will care that one of these big networks have been hacked, which will you know, take down a lot of other businesses along with it. But having said that, that risk is far bigger for internal IT departments as compared to the large cloud platforms. The second thing I just mentioned uh, in my uh, initial remarks was when, we, when the pandemic began, we saw a massive spike in investments towards front office packaging or customer service or companies like DocuSign, which I also covered. Um, however, over the last few quarters, and I think we will, we see this trend continuing, um, expect, you know, let, let, let's assume that there will be some slowdown because of macro conditions. But um, barring that, we do expect a lot more higher spent on back office uh, packages, which saw a slowdown or which was, uh, which uh, saw some kind of a spending shift from back office to front office during the pandemic. Now, part of our survey showed that um, in terms of companies, we saw SAP, 60% um, of our respondents said that they plan to spend more with SNP, uh, SAP and 59% said they want to spend more with Workday. So with that in mind, you would expect both these companies, their bookings growth or their back office work, which is uh, finance products and HR products, uh, cloud-based software, uh, that to remain strong throughout the year. So that was an interesting uh, find for us. Um, then within the services companies, you know, we really saw uh, a unique differentiator that uh, majority or 73% of them said they plan to spend a lot more time with uh, or a lot more money with Accenture compared to, and, and then 63% with IBM and then 53% with TCS, Infosys and the other um, Indian IT services companies. Now that is very critical because the really thing that is um, important for that is when we look at companies like Accenture and IBM, they have a far better consulting uh, strength than the others. So, which is one of the reasons we think that they will get the higher share of the IT wallet compared to the others. Now, the companies that qualify in that bucket include Accenture, um, IBM, and Capgemini that have a far better uh, consulting strength. 
Then one another uh, increased finding was people using a lot more open source software, uh, largely because it helps them work in a multi-cloud environment. So when we look at that stuff, 84% uh, of the enterprises are heavy users of open source, which means that they will continue to invest more in that capabilities. Now that's very important for um, the hybrid cloud potential for companies like IBM Red Hat, VMware, and Microsoft, because these companies are invested heavily for those um, on-premise IT architectures that are heavily based um, um, on, on these technologies and are looking to migrate some of their workloads to the public cloud resources. So we think this is going to be very important for that. We already saw in the most recent results, IBM Red Hat doing very well, and we expect that trend to continue. Um, then the other area that we saw um, uh, that it is not surprising to anybody most likely on the call is that only a handful of people said that they have adequate cybersecurity um, uh, you know, tools available right now, uh, which means that's an area where we expect spending to remain strong throughout the year. Um, and it only gets, you know, better for them and worse for others um, because of the Ukraine invasion and other uh, governments attacking, you know, companies for their secrets or trying to cause harm there. So we, spend, we expect that spending to remain strong as well. Then lastly, uh, you know, one of the things that we talked about was that 52% of the technology assets are still on premise, which means there's a long runway towards cloud. Now, this is the question I get a lot, and I'm going to briefly touch on some of the companies that I cover is, you know, what innings are we uh, when it comes to, you know, cloud spending? The biggest part of the equation is, you know, cloud's been around for close to 15, 20 years, depending on who you ask. Um, and even now it is right around 20% of total IT spending. Um, global IT spending is you know, roughly close to around $2 trillion. And the most recent IDC data that we have is cloud spending is right around 392 billion, which is, uh, you know, let's say, give or take 20%. So in our model, uh, we are expecting cloud infrastructure to remain very strong for the next several years. Um, we don't see any slowdown. I mean, the growth rate is going to slow down if cloud infrastructure spending is growing at 35%, 40%. We know you, you can normally expect it would go down to 25 or 30%, but we are not spent, you know, looking at anything um, uh, you know, sub that at least for the next two to three years. Now we saw results from AWS, very strong, 37% growth in constant currency. We saw Microsoft Azure, uh, it's growing in the, in the high 40s. Um, you know, similarly with Google. So these companies are taking a lot of the IT wallet share and it's normal, you know, it's common sense because who wants to run their own data center? Who wants to host these applications? Because that's not where the value is. The value is writing the apps themselves. That is where the differentiation is. To me, the basic cloud computing is like a utility business. You really do not to have electric generators in-house. You really would like to outsource that work. So we think down the road, you know, after this transitory hybrid cloud world takes in, um, eventually we think most of these assets will move to the public cloud. Now, in certain cases, because of regulatory concerns or companies not willing to give up control, they will want to keep some of this in-house I am sure the products these companies are launching would eventually be used for that. Now, whether that takes five years or seven years, it's very tough to say, but 
you know, you will have a cloud-like infrastructure even in your internal uh, IT department. And that is exactly how uh, I envision the world to translate, which means a large market still to be untapped for AWS, Microsoft, Google, and, and the likes of, um, uh, you know, smaller companies like Alibaba. So let me just uh, briefly uh, touch on the question that I get a lot uh, right now is, you know, what is going to happen to IT spending um, in the world right now because of, um, um, because of macro conditions, inflation, uh, the, uh, the Ukraine invasion, uh, and, uh, you know, the, the troubles in China. Um, in my mind, there is no doubt we are going to see a slowdown in the second half on IT spending. Uh, tough comparisons is going to be one thing. And the second thing is people will pull back and be patient about where they invest next. So the question is, who gets impacted first and how do I mentally frame up the, my, what's my mental model when I look at this thing? Uh, the first area that we think gets impacted is hardware. That is, if you don't have an urgent reason to improve your or, or upgrade your hardware, you're going to delay that by a year. And that's just one easy way. So now we already have seen, you know, good momentum in uh, computer uh, uh, sales for commercial PCs that they are upgrading to the, the latest version of the Microsoft operating system. You know, you may see some slowdown there. You may see companies saying, you know what, I can use the server um, again more for an extended period of time. I really don't need to do that. So that's one area. And the same thing goes for networking equipment and other storage devices, et cetera. Then the second thing is um, the other area that we think gets impacted is higher end consulting projects. Um, those are very high in this, this non-discretionary in, uh, discretionary in nature. They're non-critical. That's an area where we think. So companies like Accenture, Capgemini, IBM Global Services, they should see some tapering of the massive growth rate that they have seen, which is you know, north of 15% at this time, uh, will, will start to taper down. Now, that does not mean that goes into negative territory. You know, you could expect, uh, you know, a, a, con con uh, a contraction of anywhere from 300 to 500 basis points, depending on, you know, what quarter or how severe the pullback is. So those are the two things, this, you know, even areas like cloud computing growth and cloud applications, once again, they will remain positive and they will remain very strong, but it's not going to be at that same rate, uh, both as a, as a uh, you know, result of these macro weaknesses that I'm talking about, as well as tougher comparisons, because uh, um, things are, uh, are, are not as rosy as they were last year, same time. Uh, meanwhile, I would remind you, if anyone has any specific questions on large companies, et cetera, please ping it in. Meanwhile, otherwise, what I will do is I'm going to talk a little bit about each of the major companies that I follow. So let me start off with uh, the, the one company that I, I truly enjoy following is SAP. Um, this is, um, you know, one, one of my favorite companies. And what they have been doing over the last one and a half, two years since uh, their new CEO took over, I think is fairly commendable. Um, they are focusing on making sure that they are really looking after their core portfolio of products, um, helping customers migrate to the cloud version of it. They are in fact giving them a lot more incentives and pushing them to move to that cloud. Um, now what happens with that framework is um, two things happen. One is your total growth rate slows down and second, your margins take a hit. But in the long run, this is a better business model. So at least in the ne near term, which is the next 
I would say two years, you will see some, I would say, growing pains for them in their cloud business. But you know, so, you know, after that, I should expect uh, a steady growth rate as well as improvement in margins. So let me spend a couple of minutes as to why that happens. You typically have a, a legacy on-premise software business that is very strong in terms of its gross margins. Uh, sometimes it's north of 80, 85%, even higher. Um, and then you are trying to replace that product with a, a cloud version of that same product or helping them move migrate to the cloud. And in the second model, what happens is you charge customers on a subscription basis rather than an upfront license basis. So in, in a, in, in a, in, for a customer, if they were you know, paying, let's say, $1 million upfront um, for that license, now that gets spread out over three to four years. So you have a, a depression in uh, the revenues. Now, at the subsequent, the same time, you're replacing a very high margin product with a, a product where margins are starting to go up because of scale. Um, and then because of that revenue mix shift, you have a problem with profitability too. So those are the growing pains that they are facing. Now, they are a lot more exposed to Europe than any other software company. So they will have their share of um, uh, technology pullback in second half. Uh, assuming that what we are uh, predicting is going to happen. But nevertheless, I think the product portfolio is very strong. Uh, they have very strong uptake of new customers taking into their product. So from that point, I think, uh, uh, you know, a lot more interesting stuff happening in, in, in SAP. Then the second biggest company I would say is from a cloud point of view that I look at is, is Microsoft. Um, you know, well, I shouldn't say second because it is the biggest company by a massive margin, but it is, uh, it is another company where uh, the product portfolio is so diverse. And the most recent work that we did was we uh, have modeled out that uh, when you look at that company, uh, near about 70% um, uh, of its revenue is what we consider as recession proof, that it should keep on growing. Nevertheless, what happens to the macro environment? Uh, because as it has that portfolio of a very strong cloud business, um, its office products, and its, um, its, its operating systems. So that is a very, very interesting mix of that. Um, if, you know, the company is growing uh, a little north of 15%. We think in a bad environment, it gets shaved by 200, 300 basis points, but no more than that. Um, so that's the, the thing on um, Microsoft. And uh, with that in mind, I, I you know, do want to, before I end, do want to mention Amazon Web Services. Now, this is a company that has grown leaps and bounds. Um, it's, uh, you know, run rate is in the 70 billion range at this point. Uh, there is no logical reasons. It shouldn't cross 100 billion very soon and then, you know, uh, go even more than that. Uh, the thing that really got us interested uh, in the most recent quarter was that their margin structures has improved quite a bit. And that's something that uh, is to be, uh, you know, uh, noted as well. Uh, so just uh, catching up and checking if anybody has any questions or because uh, uh, I think I just probably have only a few seconds left now. Thank you, Anurag. Uh, I think there have been no questions in so far, um, <clears throat> but that was really very, very uh, interesting, your, your predictions here. I think what was uh, in particular interesting um, for me is that security is a key driver um, for cloud. Um, because often what I still see um, is hesitance um, to uh, go to a cloud provider due to security reasons, right, which are often cited. But absolutely right, what you say is 
um, cloud uh, providers spend much more in security um, than any other IT department is able to do, right? So I think um, that is a very important uh, takeaway, um, uh, which I think is worthwhile to highlight security being a key driver for cloud. Um, I think another uh, key takeaway, uh, which I have jotted down for me is um, open source software. Um, open source software, which, which gets another boost, right? That's how I understood you um, in future. Also here, um, due to the fact that also cloud providers uh, um, often draw upon um, open source software um, for the infrastructure. So I think that's that's quite interesting. Um, and another interesting uh, takeaway, I think, uh, um, is that uh, you yet yeah, that you see that you predict the move uh, 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 from the hybrid cloud um, to the public cloud in the end, right? Um, so I think that is that is very interesting. Um, so thank you, thank you very much for your insights for your predictions, um, highly appreciated. Um, and uh, that uh, brings us also to the closing remarks. Um, um, uh, this was uh, indeed the last session of uh, today's Munich Digital Day 2022. Um, thank you all for joining us uh, today and for remaining until the end. It was a long day, but I hope it was uh, inspiring and useful uh, for all of you. And we, of course, would also like to thank all the amazing external and internal speakers for their interesting insights, thoughts, and ideas. A huge thank you also to the team in the background who had to set up the platform, took care of all IT-related things, um, especially thanks here to Charlotte, Lindsay, and Julia Ludwig, who worked relentlessly to get this done. Um, this platform, by the way, will remain live for the next uh, two days at least. You will be able to rewatch sessions, uh, download the presentations, or if you have not done so yet, enjoy our art tour, indulge in some meditation, or check out our solutions products, such as the control transfer tool, which helps you tackle cross-border personal data transfers as we all know Schrems 2 made it quite complicated to deal with them. But also the crypto reviewer, um, Jochen and Rosalie mentioned that in the session also before, or our ESG tool. Um, we are already now looking forward and preparing for our next Munich Digital Day, which will take place in May 2023. So please mark your calendars already now. Um, we're looking forward to see you there. Thank you once again for your attendance and see you soon.